two losses in a row. It's a dark Sunday morning. We are forever yellow and black. Second week in a row, just a very disappointing effort. Um, we can take the losses, but losing to St Kilda last night um, in the manner that we did, uh, I think it's the most frustrating part of the of the last few weeks. Um, obviously, not starting well um, in the last three weeks hasn't helped us. Um, we've been on the back foot in terms of pressure, back foot in terms of the skills, and and that showed throughout the game. Um, Toby Nankervis coming back into the team was fantastic. There wasn't too many others who, who did well. Um, I thought Higgins was good again. I'd love to see him get into the midfield more. Uh, Koch tried very hard, but um, I think he'd struggle to find too many other players who, who played well last night. Um, so we, you know, we lost 15-3, 93 St Kilda to 10-7-67, and you could say... You know, only one shot difference, but that's not how the game was. Um, so we got back into the game at quarter time, only a few points down, a couple of goals down at half time. Um, you know, the game was almost over at three quarter time, the way we're playing at the moment, and uh, St Kilda went out quite comfortably. Um, Dan Butler actually starred uh, for St Kilda, which is, you've got to be happy for a premiership player for your team, but also you start to look at, wow, we got rid of Butler, but, you know, who else, uh, you know, could he, could he have stayed? And that's always easy in hindsight, and that, and that happens over the years. We've, we've been a beneficiary of players coming from another club, um, but we have um, certainly struggled uh, in the last few weeks to maintain pressure. Uh, the handball game started to link up in the, in the third quarter, and it started to look a little bit better, but... We did, at no stage did we deserve to win last night's game. Um, we come up against West Coast Eagles later, uh, late next week uh, on the Gold Coast, and both teams really struggling. And, and you could see the loser absolutely uh, missing the finals when there's only 17 games in the season, and certainly West Coast would be 1-4 and four, um, if we're able to get over the top of them. Win against West Coast, and we, you know, theoretically, you know, we're back right back in the hunt there. But a, a really disappointing um, match. Um, Jack and uh, Lynch not getting a lot of the ball. Uh, we didn't have much um, ability to crumb there. I thought Bolton, when he did have his chances, played quite well. But, you know, there's really, really not too many positives to take out of this game. Um, I think, you know, you don't want to be someone who bags your team, but Sydney Stack now has to go back to the scratch matches, the uh, Magoos, whatever we want to call it, just drastically out of form, and you can't just turn it on. Um, so unfortunately, I think that he, you would think that he would be the one um, to to miss. I thought our back line yesterday really struggled as well. Of course, they were under the pump. We're a little bit undersized, and maybe that's why we're chasing um, the the likes of defenders from uh, Brisbane and, and also you know Darcy Moore from Collingwood, but you're going to pay quite high prices for them. So can we, you know, Bolter, you know, not the tallest, but can Bolter come in? Can can the Riley, um, Colin Dawkins, can those guys come in and um, Collier Dawkins, sorry, give us a, give us that that kind of little bit of extra height. Um, I'm not sure what, what what else you can really say about last night's game. I thought that guys like Jack Ross uh, tried hard, didn't get enough of the ball. I thought Kane um, Lambert wasn't sided very much. Uh, Caddy didn't have the impact we wanted, um, nor did McIntosh. But, you know, we're not trying to put down these players. We're just saying that it was one of those kind of nights where we really struggled. Um, so, you know, from there, um, where do we go next week? I think there will be a couple more changes. Um 
you know, certainly, you know, the likes of Prestia and Edwards and Cochin had enough touches, but just not quality. So who do we bring in from there? Um, it's going to be a tough one. Dusty, um, under 20 possessions, um, not a lot of pressure acts, just seemed a little bit off his game. Do we want to make excuses and talk about COVID and how it's come back or our preparation? Do we want to talk about losing, um, you know, coaches to other clubs? All of those things have to have had um, an impact, but they're not excuses. Um, the impact's not excuses because other teams have adapted really well. Um, I thought um, that the small players from St Kilda got their hands uh, on the ball first, even when Dan Curvis was winning uh, many tap-outs and a lot of tap-outs to advantage as well. He really seemed to boss the game. Um, but we were just outmarked in our forward line as well. So instead of you know previous years where we might not have taken the marks, um, where we at least got our hands on the ball and, and brought it to ground. That's just not happening. Um, you know, I'd have to go back and look through stats, but I'll go through the eye statistics, the ones that you actually see whilst you're watching the game without someone pointing out what the actual statistics were. We just seem to be getting intercepted a lot. Um, we're bombing it to about 30 out, and, and, and our, um, our tools are getting caught out there uh, quite often. Lynch and, and Jack are normally, you know... Um, spoiling the ball to the ground. But when Lynch, when the ball was kicked to Lynch, um, it was always a two-on-one and there was no ground support for him. And, it, you know, I just don't understand where some of those smaller players wouldn't get to Lynch and go, right, okay, I'm going to go with him unless, it, uh, unless it's an instruction to keep him isolated. But how was there two-on-one? How was there a defender able to go to um, uh, Lynch um, where's the other attacking player? Where's that option? So it's just some interesting uh, challenges here. Um, I'm, you know, very upset last night, of course, like a lot of us were, but you've got to keep the faith. It's, it is a strange season. Um, anything can happen. Are we playing well? No. Uh, losing you can handle. Lack of pressure, lack of skills, lack of game, game plan, you cannot handle. And I think every supporter who is questioning those kind of things has every right to. Um, but we just got to be you know, careful with what we say because you know, passions run high when we're winning or draw or, or losing. They do, and they always have at our club, and it's what makes us fantastic. But you've got to realise where to draw the line as well. And you know, personal attacks on other supporters or players, you know, criticism's fine. You're 100% allowed to criticise um, the way a team's playing. You're allowed to criticise um, a performance or lack of perceived effort, but personal attacks are a little bit different. So, you know, let's, uh, let's be the, the best kind of Tiger supporters we want to be. Uh, wholesale changes required. Um, to the game plan, yes. To the playing list, probably not. I mean, history suggests for any club that keeps making um, large player turnover every week, you're not going to get that consistency and that bonding that Demet talks about, that, that cohesion can't happen. Um, but, you know, some of the players, well, in, in particular, I think Sydney Stack, as we said earlier, must um, have a rest. Do we bring in a second Ruckman? I think that, that would probably be a good idea. They could rest down back. Um, as that kind of sweeping defender, or they could uh, go forward as well. So I think um, bringing in a second ruck would probably be a really good thing to do. Whether our um, uh, the guys who would normally be in the VFL uh, team have the same level of fitness, you know, scratch matches are not even the same as VFL. So that could also be something that you know 
we as the supporters aren't, aren't aware of as well. Uh, a lot of players down all over the field, a lot of frustration. We gave away some very niggly free kicks last night and some 50s and just the discipline seems to be lacking there. Um, and whilst I don't always love the uh, commentary on Fox or, or Seven, um, I think they were right. Uh, Richmond players expect to be able to play a certain way. They expect certain standards from each other, and they weren't there. So the frustration was was quite obvious. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll look forward to the West Coast game. We'll do a, a preview of that um, in the next section. But, you know, disappointing? Absolutely. We are one win, one draw, two losses. Not the end of the world, guys. There are still 13 games to go. Who do best. 
So a few hours is a uh, long time in football, but we've done a couple of um, polls up on our Forever Yellow and Black Twitter page. And just to give you a bit of idea, um, we asked a few days ago or a couple of days ago, will we make the 2020 finals? Now, you had to ask that a couple of weeks ago. You, you would have got 90-odd percent, yes. Uh, we've received 100 uh, me, 156 votes so far. 58% yes and 42 no. So um, just over 60-odd people there have said we won't. So massive change over the last couple of weeks. As we said, 90-odd percent uh, down to about 58%. That's just to make the finals itself. Uh, second poll we asked. Uh, this one's uh, just been asked today, a bit earlier today. It's up to 80 votes. And uh, we are surely the AFL season must be in real doubt now. Your thoughts? 22% thought the season will be completed. Uh, 37% said the season will be cancelled, 16% have said let's wait and see, and 25% have said honestly only COVID-19 knows. So you know, a lot of people are having doubts. So we've found out today um, obviously that Richmond has gone from playing on the Gold Coast on a, a Thursday night against the Eagles, transferred to next Sunday uh, against Melbourne. So already seeing the changes to the season and uh, you know for us Queensland fans, I do live in Queensland, it's obviously disappointing, uh, but no surprise with everything going on in Victoria as well. It'll be interesting to see what happens with other teams, uh, such as the Gold Coast, uh, who will be playing down at GHMBA Stadium against Geelong. Um, I believe their next couple matches after that will be in Sydney. So just going to be interesting to see what happens uh, with teams like the Gold Coast and Brisbane and see how flexible this AFL season is. Because remembering... 17, uh, 17 games, you're playing each team once. So how flexible can it actually be? Do you think the season will actually be completed? It'll be interesting to see what people's reactions are in the coming days and weeks. And has also your interest uh, in the season gone down? A, we're not playing fantastically. And B, being such a um, strange season, has your interest gone down as well? So the latest news is Steel Sidebottom and Lyndon Dunn have been caught in a bit of a COVID debacle, um, throwing their season and Collingwood's into a bit of disarray um, after we've already had um, COVID issues with Conor McKenna. So it's going to be interesting to see the outcomes uh, from the AFL and, and also you know what Eddie Maguire and Collingwood's stance will be. And I think uh, as Richmond supporters or any supporters of any other opposition clubs, it would be easy just to start throwing people under the bus uh, it is a very unique situation, and we don't know, you know, what other uh, players are doing. I couldn't imagine that it's isolated just to one or two clubs. Um, we're dealing with, you know, forty to fifty young, relatively young people, and they're going to make decisions that aren't always fantastic, as many of us always do. Um, but to throw people under the bus for for making these kind of mistakes, they're they're not killing someone or doing anything like that. Has it? Is it stupid? Oh, definitely. Uh, have they been warned? 100%. And they've been warned non-stop. And it's been very um, adamant from the AFL that they've done that, from all the different clubs. They've been advised what they can and can't do. Um, but they are young adults. They can make decisions. If those decisions have negative ramifications on the competition, their club or, or their, themselves as an individual, um, that's upon them. 
it's like anything in life. But just be careful what you throw out into the uh, the whole media, social media world, because um, you just never know what might come back to bite you or, or, or our own club. Uh, and saying that, really dumb decisions. And if it has put the competition into jeopardy, then then obviously the, the competition should come down pretty hard on them. That's just my couple dollars worth. With a lot of negativity going on in the world, we thought we'd celebrate a couple after the siren goals in recent years that just keep you uh, pepped up a bit for the season. Go Tykes. So with lockdown now occurring in certain suburbs of Victoria, we thought, who would be the best Tiger to try and enforce uh, those lockdowns? Uh, it's obviously a lot, but in recent years, one of those we could put up would be Jake the Push-Up King. So he played 107 games for 79 goals between 2007 and 14, coming through the rookie draft, um, originally playing for North Heidelberg and the Coburg Tigers. So Jakey, we'll get you on the job. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of Freviol and Black in what's becoming an ever-increasingly eerie 2020. 
I hope that this weekend we can um, prevail against Melbourne and, and just see what happens going forward. But my goodness, it's a strange, strange season. And as always, go Tigers!